Yeah. Yeah. Pro Fan Sports Podcast. Let's get it. Pro Fan. Tune into the program. Every single week, get the dope, fam. Sean on the mic, very flat, too. Keep you updated, that's what we do. Pro Fan. Tune into the program. Pro Fan. Tune into the program. Pro Fan. Tune into the program. Every single week, get the dope, fam. Yo, 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 what it do, everybody? It's your boy, John Altador with Pro Fan Sports Podcast. Back at you with another one with my boys, Vlad and Barry. What's good, my guys? What's going on, everybody? Hey, what's up, fellas? Uh, you know, how we're, we're here on episode 45. Uh, always excited to, you know, do another episode with you guys. So, yeah, we're on to the four fives, one closer to our 50. Five more to go. Episode 45. That'll be um, Michael Jordan. Yes, yes, Pedro Martinez. Oh, Martinez. So I actually made a list of notable people who um have forty five. Who else got forty five? So Donovan Mitchell. That's a good forty five. That's a good yeah. forty five. Yeah, yeah, we got De- Devin White from the Tampa Bay Bucks. The mm-hmm. linebacker. He's been he's been prevalent for the last couple of weeks. Right, right. Since he came back from uh, that injury, because he yeah. injured the first game against the Washington. Uh, then we have some, you know, former guys like you know Bob Gibson. He was a former pitcher in the MLB. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have um, AC Green, who you know used to play in the NBA. He was kind yep, of a yep. man, mm-hmm. playing for seventeen. And then we got another Boston guy, Romeo Langford from the Celtics. Oh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I, he's been a disappointment to say the least. That's because of injuries. That's why he hasn't really played that much. But I know he's been with the Red Claws mainly. But hopefully, if he well, he's been with nobody because he's had a wrist injury. So right, right. He's been on the bench. True. Right, 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 right on the bench. Yeah, and then a couple more notable ones is Duan Blair. You guys remember him, Duan Blair? Who did he play for? So he played for the Spurs and he played for the yes. Dallas Mavericks. Oh, the white yes. guy? Yes. No, no, black no. guy. He's a black oh, dude. Then. I remember. Yeah, he, he was like an undersized big man, like mm-hmm. legit six, 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 seven. And what's crazy and interesting thing with him is that he actually played with no ACLs. Like, because legit, he had to, you know, he tore his ACL on both knees and, you know, somehow he was still. He's a warrior, man. Play. Yeah, he is. And then last but not least, um, Rudy uh, Tom Jonovic. I don't know who five. that is. Who's so that? He, he used to coach the Rockets and the Lakers. He actually has his number retired by the Rockets. He also, you know, played for the Rockets as well. Um, pretty much his 11-year career, you know, he spent with, with the Rockets as a player before he became a coach with them and uh, the Lakers. So, and then, uh, yeah, so... so that's pretty much the notable 45s that I have on my list. I appreciate that, man. So we're going to move to episode 45. And um, as always, please follow us. We're on everything. We're on all social media. We're on Instagram, profans underscore sports. We're on facebook.com slash profansports, twitter.com slash profansports. If you like to watch these videos, which I'm sure you do, that's why you're watching this, profans sports. That's youtube.com slash profansports. And um, we'd like to invite you to join, which is push the subscribe button, press the notifications. All right. Make sure you're you're staying up to date with our videos and you're sharing them and uploading them. We drop our episodes, the audios on Tuesday, 8, 8 a.m. on all platforms, all podcast distribution platforms. And the videos come out on Wednesdays on YouTube. So be ready for that. And um, fellas, we got um, we had an exciting weekend, right? 
Sure did. Absolutely. An exciting weekend of sports. But um, first, you know, um, what is it? Tomorrow, I think tomorrow is uh, the anniversary of uh, a tragedy, right? Yes, it is. That's right. One year already uh, of the past. It's crazy, COVID. right? And uh, GG, it is, man. Like, legit, when I texted you guys earlier today, it legit just came to me because I think I saw someone, like, tweet of, of you know about it that tomorrow is going to be the one year anniversary of you know the death of Kobe Bryant and uh you know and Gigi as well as the rest of the people that passed in that tragic plane crash and yeah man I was just like damn like, helicopter. has it really been helicopter thank you John um and yeah I was just like damn has it already been a year <laughs> like it doesn't feel like it's been a year since this past you know you can remember right. that happened or hearing about it just uh you know the other day and just yeah, it's uh, unbelievable that time really flies. And right, it is crazy. Um, but now it's a year later, right? Do you guys still remember where you were at when you got the news? Yeah, I remember. I was at home and I had just finished watching the Kobe interview the day before. Um, and then that morning I heard the news. It was crazy. It's crazy that it's been a year, and compared to the year that we've had, it's just you know it's just crazy that you know we're still in the coronavirus. And- Kobe passed just about a year ago. We wasn't even thinking about the coronavirus when Kobe passed, man. No, we weren't. I, absolutely not. And I think that was like legit right before the coronavirus mm-hmm. actually like blew up and, and stuff uh, and, and got big. So, I, yeah, I remember where I was. I was actually on vacation in you know, Arizona. It was my last day I, out there. I was getting ready to leave and I was just in my hotel room watching TV and then boom, all of a sudden I saw the news pop up on, you know, TV that, you know, Kobe and Gigi passed and I was like, wait, what? Like, this can be true. Like, I, you know, I didn't initially believe it, but then when I heard multiple people, you know, and sources confirm it, then I'm like, damn, I, you know, guess it really is true. So, yeah, no, it's, it's, so one of those things that just will, You'll always remember where you at, like you said, and they'll always stick, you know, with, with, with you. And right, yeah. So I remember, um, because we talked about this when we first started the show, right? And we yes. touched up on it, maybe like a few episodes in. And I wanted to see if you guys actually remembered, and I, I do remember your stories. I was actually in bed when I, when I got the news, um, but I saw it online. I saw it on TMZ. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, why the fuck would TMZ like? Why would they, you know, be, be oh, that break that story about right, right. Kobe Bryant? You know what I mean, so I went on Bleacher Report, ESPN, all that stuff. I didn't, I didn't see the story, so I'm like, these people are always bullshitting about some somebody's death. You know what I'm saying? Because that happens right. a lot, and um, mm-hmm. I, I still remember it, man. That's crazy. So, you know, rest in peace to Kobe. You know, remembering him tomorrow. Um, that's why you'll see all these um, tributes on TV on the sports channels. But I'm um, actually the Lakers are not going to be doing a, a big tribute, tribute, like a memorial thing, because they feel like it's way too painful um, to like relive that stuff right now. So, which you know is understandable. But um, mm-hmm. let's get into let's get into the pod, man. So we had a, an exciting week, an exciting weekend of sports, right? Um, we saw the AFC championships, you know, against the Bills versus the Mahomes, and then we saw, <laughs> and then we saw. You know, the Packers versus the Billy Goats and Tom Brady. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, it, I mean, it was an exciting weekend, right? So, Tampa Bay versus Green Bay. I mean, yeah, Tampa Bay versus Green Bay. 31-26 was the score. 
Tom Brady went 20 for 36, 280 yards, uh, three touchdowns, three interceptions. Um, Leonard Fournette went for 12 rushes for 55 yards, one TD. Chris Godwin got five catches for 110 yards. Aaron Rodgers went for 33 for 48, three TDs, one interception. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, four catches for 115 yards. Devontae Adam had nine catches and 67 yards and one TD. Um, and Packers chose to kick a field goal instead of going for it on fourth down in the final two minutes. So I know you guys are big Buccaneers guys, TB12. Uh, yes, you know what yes, I'm saying? That's right. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, let, let, let's talk about it. You know, um, first of all, you know, Brady's going back to a 10th Super Bowl, right? It's never wow. been done before. I don't think it will ever be done again. Yeah, right? He is now going to take his second team, which he'll be like the second quarterback to ever do that, you know, to the Super Bowl. And if he wins it, he'll be the second quarterback to do that also. Yeah. Um, he will now be the first – he's on the first team to host a Super Bowl in their own stadium. It's like, yo, you have yeah, every accolade. Incredible. How much more do you need? You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. this, this dude is, like, breaking records. He didn't even know was there. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Um, what do you guys think, man? You know, it was an exciting weekend of games, like you mentioned. Um, the Packers versus Green Bay game, I was excited and waiting for, especially as a Patriots fan that's still supporting Tom Brady. Um, I was eager to watch that game. Um, Tom Brady had a first half better than any other half you can ever imagine, you know what I mean? Especially at the end of that half when he threw that touchdown to Scotty Miller. That was just a beautiful throw, beautiful execution. Just the Packers were asleep and they caught them sleeping, you know what I mean? Um, he didn't have a great second half, but he had a good a second half good enough to bring them to the Super Bowl. And the Packers, like you said, the Packers choosing to kick a field goal when they had they were in 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 position in the in position in to the score, red zone in the red zone in position yep. to score, and they didn't give the ball to Aaron Rodgers. And even if you threw an interception, at least you tried. You know what I mean? Um, that was unbelievable. And you give it back to Brady, which he's one of the best closers in Super Bowl history. I <laughs> I could not. <laughs> For real. Right. I could not understand that. I'm like, you have you ever played Madden, bro? Like, <laughs> like what are you what are you doing? Yeah, that was unbelievable. But just that game was to me, you know, personally, I was just so excited for Brady. Brady's going to his 10th Super Bowl. Unbelievable. Um, so many different emotions, you know, come through that game. You know, it's just I, I can't be more proud to have called this guy my quarterback when he was the quarterback of my team, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was certainly a great game uh, to, to watch. You know, it was exciting a lot of you know a lot of ups and downs you know on both sides uh and momentum swings as we know that's kind of what you know playoff football is is about uh thought you know definitely the bucks played a really good first half uh you know brady was cooking or early and and really was in rhythm uh you know right from that first drive when you know right down the field uh had those couple big plays to mike evans and then um you know and, and that really you know set the tone for um you know for the bucks and then you know that they, they were able to you know score a couple times after that uh you know Leonard Bournette had a you know touchdown run um which was a really nice run uh and set up by a really good catch by godwin um <clears throat> who actually dropped the, the pass right before that play he dropped a few yeah, that's true. It was crazy because I remember that drive. He 
had dropped, like you said, dropped a few passes, but particularly on that drive, he dropped the pass in the next play. Surprisingly, Brady went right back to him and, you know, <laughs> threw it down the field and he legit uh, you know, actually caught it and made a more difficult catch than what, um, than the one that he dropped. So that set up the Fournette touchdown. Um, and, and then that pretty much, you know, they, they, they had the lead from there. Uh, the Packers, you know, I think definitely struggled in particular in the first half offensively. I think that was due to the Bucks, um defense. I thought they played well in the, you know, first half. And, and in the game overall, uh, you know, the, 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 certainly the second half was a different, you know, story. Well, you know, before the second half, definitely that play by Scotty Miller. And that was, I honestly think, the difference in the game right there. Because if they don't get that touchdown, then who knows, um, you know, what the outcome would be. Um, but, yeah, that was definitely a big blown, time-blown coverage by the Packers without question. Uh, I don't know how you, like, not let someone with eight seconds behind you with, um, you know, in, in that situation. But, yeah, going to the second half, I thought, um, you know, obviously the Bucks often struggled, you know, to move the ball and to take care of the ball. But the Packers couldn't capitalize on their turnovers, um, you know, and only scored seven points off of those three interceptions by Brady and then uh, – you know, weren't able to, you know, complete their comeback and close it out, not converting that two-point conversion was another big play. That was that huge. That have, was huge. And it was a clear drive. It was a really good throw by Rodgers. Oh, my God. It's like, what right are you doing? Hands. What are you thinking? Right, right. Right in the bread basket. It couldn't he, have been more perfect. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and then he just yeah, flat out dropped it and then that put them in a position where at the end of the game where they were down eight after the Bucks got that field goal and they – had to, you know, not only get a touchdown, but a two-point conversion. And then we obviously know how, um, you know, the rest of it went with them, you know, going for the, the field goal and instead of, uh, you know, and instead of going for it on fourth down from the eight-yard line, um, even though they didn't really convert on those first three plays, they were they're all passing plays and they were all incomplete. So um, I think it was definitely a questionable, you know, call and, you know, and decision by Matt LaFleur, the – you know, coach of the Packers at the time, I like kind of could understand it because you still have three timeouts left and plus the two minute warning. Uh, and your the and the first three plays didn't look good at all. Like they they weren't able to move the ball and 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 didn't look anything like um they didn't close to become they weren't close to completing any sort of you know passes on either one of those plays. Like yeah, they. You know, could have given Ann Rodgers a chance uh, at the end of the game, one last chance to you know score and and possibly give themselves you know cut the it to two with going for the two point conversion. Uh, but I guess he was confident enough in his defense to you know to get one more stop and to you know get the ball back you know with enough time you know for Ann Rodgers to score. But you know clearly that didn't happen, and the Bucks certainly did a great job of uh, closing out that game and you know Tom Brady did what he does you know at the end of games in the playoffs and you know and got the job done and did what he had to do to win the game so just a, a really good game um, you know by the Bucks they definitely uh, executed and made the plays when they had to um, and the defense right. wrapped up you know Brady when he had to so and definitely shout out to Tom Brady for going to his 10th Super Bowl it's a incredible and remarkable um you know, accomplishment that he's right. been able to do for sure, man. Um, yeah, a lot, a lot of great points, man. You know, I thought, you know, like you guys said, Bucks 
great first half. You know, um, Brady, he looked like he was out there. He was playing to win, you know, in the first half. He was definitely playing to win, especially that pass to Miller, man, because the half was – he could have nailed that and he could have went to the, 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 you know, other half, the second half with no problems. But he's like – he had that look in his eyes, man, and we've we seen that look plenty of times before, you know, when I've seen them go for it. And if you've been watching Tom Brady, if you're anywhere, you know, near the 50-yard line of the other team, you know, anywhere past that, he's going to take a shot. You know what I'm saying? That's most likely that's where he's going to take a shot. And they took a shot. You know, I don't know if they thought that they were actually going to to connect on that, but they did. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think the the second half, the Packers did they, – they just lost the game, man. You know what I'm saying? You, you flat out lost the game because you were within a touchdown. Tom Brady threw three straight picks. You didn't do anything with one of those picks, okay? And, you know, we're from the area where Bill Belichick always talks about situational football. You know what I'm saying? When have you seen the Patriots get three straight picks other than probably this past year that you did see us at least score, field goal, something on any of those? You know well, what I'm saying? They get one touchdown on one of those picks. They got seven points off of those three turnovers, but it was two of them that they didn't do anything with. Right, because they went three and out. The second, right. the, the third one. You went three and out. The second yeah, yeah, one. They, they, they didn't um, even move the ball in the third they one. They didn't move the ball at all, man. And um, Aaron Rodgers could not connect with Devontae Adams, man. And it's like, he, I mean, he's the best receiver on on that on the on the field. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. hands down, you know, against Mike Evans, I'll put anybody against Devontae Adams, and they just couldn't they couldn't connect on anything. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, his decision making was pretty questionable um, on that last drive, um, especially that last throw there where he could have taken off, and you know, even if he gets stopped, he's like at the second yard line. You know what I'm saying? Right, it's like right, they're like at the two. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Then you would have gone for it then. Even even then, I would have gone for it, even where they were at. You know what I'm saying? At the eight-yard line? You, you have, eight. Yes, I would have gone for it. You have Tom Brady on the other side, bro. You know what I'm saying? I don't care how many interceptions Tom Brady throws. You don't give the ball back to Tom Brady with two minutes left on the clock. That's way too much time. Okay, either we see what he can do. Timeouts and the two-minute one. It, it doesn't care, matter. You just it doesn't you, matter when you have the opportunity to close out the game against Tom Brady. You just got you it. do you, it. You mm. even because because you know why? Even if you even if you don't score, let's say you 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 go forward and fourth down and you don't score and you don't get anything, you still have three three um three timeout and, and two minute warning. you right, still right. have it you still have it you so that means listen you you try this time and if you don't got it then you maybe you get to try it again but not trying at all you're you're gonna lose it's tom brady it's tommy tom man but listen, but listen that's right you go for it in that side of the field and you don't get it the bucks are on their eight yard line Right, right. You're on your eight. What are you doing? Another reason. Another. You know what I'm saying? They're on their eight-yard line. They're even worse field field position than they would be if you punted the ball. And somebody, somebody's been throwing picks. You don't know if he's gonna throw another one. He's not gonna go through through the rest of the field. You know, without they they were not clicking at all. I can't say he was not, but they were clicking at all up to that point in the second half. So my chances would have been: listen, I'd rather you take it on your eight than your forty or your thirty or whatever. You know what I'm saying? The Packers coaching staff definitely did not show up the way they were supposed to. Um, the only thing they did right was stopping the the Bucks running offense. And that's why Tom Brady threw so many picks. They were getting nothing on the run. They had only mm-hmm. one good run, that touchdown by Fournette. That was their, like, one really good run. But 
Um, the Bucks did a good job stopping their their running game, but they didn't do enough, and they didn't take enough. They didn't take enough risk. They didn't have the right defense against Carter listen, Miller. Listen. And yeah, listen. If if you're Aaron Rodgers, are you saying something to your coach? I mean, like, do you think Tom Brady would be like, "Nah, we just, we just give the ball back"? Nah, Tom Brady's. I mean, no, that's what Tom that's Brady's what, definitely like. Yo, let's let's go for it. That's what happened at the in at in the, the Super Bowl. Before, no, that's what happened before the second half. Uh-huh. For the second half, he went to Bruce Arians and said, "No, we we should go for it." And if you remember in the Super Bowl, he did the same thing to Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick's like, "I think we can run." It. He's like, "No, let's just kick the field goal and move on." You know what I'm saying? And right, okay, right. yeah, we're gonna we're gonna let's kick it, kick it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, there there needs to be like a collaborative yeah. effort. Like, bro, you're you're this is your legacy at the end of the day. Well, Aaron Rodgers said he thought he thought they were gonna go for it and fall down. And say something. Right, well, he should have spoke up more, right? right. Well, all no, he I saw was all, all he saw was the the um, kicking team running into the field. So he was listen, bro. Aaron Rodgers is always talking about how great Tom Brady is. They have Tom Brady, bro. We have to go for this. You know, if I'm him, like yo, like this is Tom Brady over there. Okay, I'm yeah. Aaron Rodgers. This is Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. We going for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right, there's no, right. no, absolutely. There's no other decisions that need to be made. There's two minutes left in the game. Because imagine somebody is giving you a chance to win that game. Because imagine if Brady didn't throw those picks. Some of those picks were not necessarily his fault. But right, the, the Evans one was not his yeah, fault. Yeah, you know, and yeah. even even the last one he threw when he was trying to throw to Evans when when he oh, got rushed. When he got rushed by the Blitz. That, that was, was that, that, It was bad, but I understand him trying to make that play. You know what I mean? Throwing it up and giving it up to like, okay, Evans versus that that um cornerback. Giving him a who's, chance. Who's gonna make that play? You know what I mean? Um, unfortunately, it was underthrown and he it got picked. But if Brady gives you a chance to win a game and you're not gonna go aggressive and try to win it, but you're not winning. And you know who's not gonna you know who's gonna be aggressive? At, at, um, Andy Reid is gonna be aggressive. At all times, because they know Andy Reid is not going to play. He's going to be very aggressive. For real, for real, man. Any any last comments on this? Man, I just want to say... (laughs) I just want to say, just I I was just so elated for Tom Brady. Like, when he threw that touchdown to Scotty Miller, I was just screaming out of... Oh, Vlad was screaming. Vlad doesn't get excited so much. He was screaming. Uh, I was... Wow, I was that just Vlad screen. I got yeah, up by I, his couch. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't any nobody else would have to, would have would have thrown that ball so perfectly and decide to go in that situation besides somebody. I don't uh, think I think somebody could throw that perfectly. No, I don't no, think no. nobody else would go for it there. That's what yeah, nobody would just just the the whole thing just screamed Tom Brady to me. Yeah. Yeah. The for whole sure. thing just screamed like Tom Brady is gonna go for it and he's not he's not here to play. Mm-hmm. And the guy just got to the Bucks. First year with the Bucks, he's in the Super Bowl, and you know that's the that's the that's what everybody wanted him to do. Everybody was saying if the Bucks don't make it to the Super Bowl, it's a it's a bad year for Brady. Look and at that team, bro. And he's there. He's you there. Got, look at your team. No, I mean you can you have got his, everything. No, but you can have the team. Oh, you yeah. can have the team and still not make it. But he actually, yeah, no, no, for sure. He actually was up to the challenge. We're like, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> Shit, and. Do you have one last last word for, for Brady and, and the Packers, Barry? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, just wanted to, you know, to really say, you know, on how impressive, you know, this really is on how he's playing and what he's been able to do his first year with, you know, w- w- with the Tampa Bay Bucks and, you know, 
and the fact that he's still doing it at age, you know, 43 when, you know, doing this is not, doesn't happen, you know, in sports and, and, uh, and with other athletes, usually they're, you know, done and retired by now and he's still, you know, playing well enough to win and bring his team to championships. I mean, it's just a testament to his greatness and, you know, and, and, and how, uh, you know, and how much he, you know, he wins and, you know, what in that fact that he does whatever it takes to win when, you know, it matters the most and he always comes up and, uh, you know, the biggest moments in, in the biggest games and, and delivers most of the most of the time. So I uh, just wanted to commend him for that. Um, you know, he's been definitely blessed to be able to watch him for the last 21 years and um, and, and, and continue to see, you know, his, his greatness. And I'm definitely appreciative of what everything done, not only for the Patriots, but even this year for the Tampa Bay Bucks. So he's certainly been a pleasure to watch. Yeah, I had to let you guys, you know, give you guys your, turn, your, your chance to, uh, you know, say your piece about the beloved Tom Brady. You know what I'm saying? Because I know y'all riding hard. Um, <laughs> only thing I, I can say is, man, like, ESPN, man, y'all, ESPN Sports Center, y'all gotta fucking do better, man. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, all this shit about Aaron Rodgers, oh, Aaron Rodgers, he's so much better. He's so much better than Brady. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, bro, just shut up, bro. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, when they do when they do these little questionnaires talking about there's two minutes left and, you know, last drive of the game, which quarterback would you would you trust more, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Man, Please stop that bullshit. Exactly. Like, Thank like, you. No, like, you guys are a sports business, okay? Like, don't ask stupid questions. You know what I'm right, saying? You can know right. the answer to these things, and, like, you don't have to push somebody else in there because, like, there's nobody... Nobody's ever going to do this. You know what I'm saying? Like, Tom Brady's definitely my favorite player ever, you know, as a Patriot. You know, I'm definitely not a Bucks fan, though. You know what I mean? I'm glad he's doing what he's doing, you know? Um, but, hey, the guy's going to a 10th Super Bowl and has a chance to get a, a seventh, and I hope he does so he can, like... You know what's funny? Next year they're gonna be like, "Is Tom Brady the greatest quarterback of all time?" <laughs> like, like even if he wins this year, they're gonna come back. They're gonna come back next season. Is Tom Brady still the like? Come on, bro! Like this shit is ridiculous. But let's <laughs> get into the greatest what? quarterback of all time. I think honestly, you could even make a case and say he's the greatest professional athlete that's played professional sports. I definitely really think you can... I, I say make, best make winner. I'll say best winner. Well, I, I, best winner. I stay that, away that, from the athlete word. Okay, be, be, best winner. That, that's a fair point. I just want to give this quick stat on Aaron Rodgers before we move on to the next game. Uh, oh, I know so, the stat. Right, right. So <laughs> apparently Aaron Rodgers is 0-42 when trailing by more than one point in the fourth quarter to a team with a 500-plus record. So... I mean, that goes to show That's that the definition this guy of not doesn't get clutch. it done in crunch time. Exactly, John. Like you were just saying, he doesn't deliver in those big moments. And uh, when you need him to, you know, make those plays, he, he's not able to get it done and execute. And it's crazy that he can't win in a year where he's going to be the MVP, the number one seed, and home field advantage. And he still can't make it to the Super Bowl and, and win a championship. So I think this is just... Um, a testament to, like you said, his legacy, John, and that, you know, he's going to be known as a choker and a guy that just can't get it done in the playoffs. Hey, man, Tom, Tom Brady's already matched their records, and he's been there one year, Breeze and Rogers, so. And he beat them both in their Be Beat them both on their way. Imagine if he – we'll get into that game later. Um, right, let's, right. What's up, Vlad? One last what thing up? I want to say. What, Barry? No, 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 no. I just said, what up, Vlad? Go ahead, man. Um – 
just the Patriots should be ashamed of themselves. The Patriots, Bill Belichick, Mr. Kraft, they should be ashamed of themselves for letting somebody go. And yeah, go ahead. You know, to have a quarterback, the greatest quarterback of all time, who if you had offered him a two-year contract, $50 million contract, $25 million a year, he would have stayed here and be here and give you a chance. And to see what we saw this year, it's an unbelievable disaster. You know, you, you let the greatest quarterback of all time go to give us nothing. Literally, you had no plan. Uh, and I think it's a shame. And, and it, it just shows you how important somebody was. I know there's, there's been a lot of conversation about who's the most important. But this definitely tells you how important Tom Brady was to what was happening in New England. And Absolutely. It's, it's, a, it's a damn shame. I don't think I want to take the time to bash the Patriots because that's still it. my team. <laughs> no, like, I mean, it's my team, but no, I have to be – When people be, talk, it's like – I have to be yo, critical of my team. It's like, yo, Bill Belichick sucks now. It's like, what, what – like, Brady went to a really good team and he did what he was supposed to do. Now we have to build our team and get back in the winning column. If truthfully, truthfully said – if anybody, if any other coach had Bill Belichick's roster this year and won seven games, they would have been, you know, at, at held up higher than Bill Belichick has been being held up. Yeah, that's you know what because, I'm saying. That's if, because if Tom Brady didn't leave, like this wouldn't have been a narrative at all. You know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, Brady left. I bet you the team would have been in the playoffs. Yeah, but I don't think they would have won. They you know, they, been, I don't think they would have went to the Super Bowl because we had a really good team the year before that. Yeah, a really good defense. We, we, we didn't make been, it to the Super Bowl. We would have been in the. Play- we would have been in the playoffs, but my point is, it's not about it's not it's it's about critic critiquing the team that you're a fan of. If you're a fan of a team and they're doing bullshit, you gotta be able to critic what they're doing. If you're letting the best quarterback of all time go, you need to have a plan. If you're not, if you don't have a plan and you're just letting them go, then that's just wasting time and wasting people's energy when you right. have the greatest of all time. Like that's just. But how uh, many times did that happen? How many times does that happen when a Hall of Famer leaves and there's a immediately a really good quarterback right after? It you just but you had no plan. It's not a, it's not about having a good quarterback right after. It's just you had no plan. You bought in somebody. You I think any somebody plan that, they had. You bought in somebody that couldn't play, and you had two other quarterbacks that couldn't play on the roster. So you had no plan. At, at least have a plan. If you if you're the greatest coach of all time and the greatest GM of all time, then have a plan. Okay, let's say you know you knew Tom Brady was leaving, right? As as Bill Belichick, right? Who would you have come in? No, Philip Rivers. Give Tom Brady that fifty million dollar that he deserved. He's been taking pay cuts after well, pay cuts. Bro, what if they don't want to play play with each other no more? No, the, Brady Brady wanted a two year contract, and Bill Belichick said no, and he wanted to give him one year contract after one year contract, which is bullshit, which is a disrespect to Tom Brady to not give him what he deserved. He's been taking pay cuts after pay cuts for you to not just want to give him a fifty million dollar contract, which any other team would be lucky to do that. Come on, let's be honest here. You also got to consider the age stuff too, man. What Brady's um, doing, nobody's and, ever done this. Okay, before. and and look at it. He's no one. No, that's why he's the greatest of all time. That's why you give him. That's why you give him the benefit of the doubt. Just that you give him the benefit is. of the doubt, and then you give him like pretty much all your cap space. Then what do you have to sign him with? Fifty what million dollars is not twenty-five who, million dollars. Who are you gonna not, sign? Twenty-five million dollars is not that much cap space that you couldn't have given to for him for them to go out and get him like reliable weapons. Listen. Yeah, they they would have had money left. Absolutely. Who are they going to get on this? I don't. <laughs> they could have gotten some rese- serviceable receivers. Only, that could I, I, I like I like Diggs, but would he have solved all our problems if we had Diggs? No, I don't think I don't think you we had the money to go get Diggs. But no, actually, the story before. is the the story is that oh, Tom Brady wanted him to go out and get Diggs, and, and you know. Oh, you kidding me? Did you have you did you see what Diggs do over there? If oh, let's not let's let's have a real <laughs> conversation now. Do, Josh Allen had a great year. 
because of not just because of Diggs, but Diggs was a big reason why he had such a great year. And you tell me if Diggs came over here with Tom Brady, come on, let's be honest. We, we would have went to the Super Bowl. I'm not saying I don't know. I don't know if we would have, buddy. We would have been a way better year for sure. For sure. I think let's, let's, the AFC we would have. All, say, all I'm saying is we need to be critical. We need to be critical of Bill when we need to be critical of Bill. Bill did a terrible job this year by not having the team ready to be to have a better team. And that needs to be I, I think you. I think you can say that he did a terrible, you know, job this year. You know what I'm saying? But of like, course. you and, know, the, the narrative and, I'm seeing, I'm just like not with it at all. You know what I'm saying? Like the narrative about him being such a bad drafter. The guy drafted the the, the greatest player of all time. You know what I'm saying? That's, as well as several, up. as well as several, several other Hall of Fame players. He drafted the greatest player of all time. We go down a line. He drafted the greatest player of all time by luck. Everybody went over him. It doesn't take doesn't it take luck for you to be good? Everybody went over over Tom Brady. Though I'm gonna give him credit for Rob Gronkowski, for Jared Mayo, for I'm <laughs> Richard Seymour, for yeah. Will Fork, Willie McGinnis. Give him, no, I'm not gonna Willie. give him credit. You're not Willie, but I'm gonna give not him credit Willie. for all that. But I'm not gonna give him though. I'm You're going to give him credit for bringing in Randy Moss, Dante Stallworth, Wes Welker, yeah, for bringing in Antonio Brown when Brady wanted him to. That's great and you all. Know? That's great and all, but you got to understand, one of the reasons why these players wanted to come here is because, not just because Bill Belichick was here, it's because you had a great quarterback in Tom Brady. It's one of the yeah, reasons of why these guys wanted to come here. Nobody goes anywhere just because of the coach. You know what I'm saying? That's why, you know, um, what's his name? Um, the kid that plays for the Titans didn't come over here because he – his excuse was, I think Tom Brady's going to retire soon. Oh, yeah, Adam Humphreys, right? There we go. Yeah, so yeah, a yeah. lot of people had that in their mind. You know, yeah. even, like... Yeah, well, it, y'all got I, it wrong. <laughs> <you know? laughs> no, I mean, no, true. I mean, listen... Dead, dead wrong I, about it. I, li- I, li- I like the arguments. You know, I think a lot of arguments could be made, you know, on both sides. And, hey, this is what we got to deal with now. You know what I'm saying? As far as the Patriots go. Tom Brady's gone. He's doing what he do. We got to figure out this mess that is left behind. You know what I'm saying? And I'm right. I'm still on board. And I'm I'm. You know what I mean? We gotta do what we gotta do. But um, let, let's move on to to the other game that actually happened. Um, that really wasn't that competitive. Wasn't as competitive as uh, the Packers and and Buccaneers game uh, was. Um, which is the Bills and versus Kansas City. Bills went to uh, Kansas City and they played. And the score of the game was 38 to 24. Josh Allen of the Bills went 28 for 48 uh, for 287 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. Josh Allen rushed seven times for 88 yards. That's, that's really good. Um, Cole Beasley, he had seven catches for 88 yards. Cole Beasley actually played with a broken fibula in the game. That's a yep. fucking warrior. Beats. Right? Absolutely. And he had one of the most underrated years at, at the receiver position all year. Um Stephon Diggs, it's my guy, man. I really like Diggs. He had six catches for 77 yards. Um, you know, Mahomes, even though he had a concussion and turf toe, he came in and did what Mahomes does. Does balled out. Did you know what thing. I'm saying? Um, so you know, like I was saying, the game, it wasn't as competitive, you know, as the the score doesn't even say it's competitive. 38 to 24 is not that competitive. But um, yeah, what you guys see in the game? What was the key? Um, you know what? How could the Bills have have come out with with the win? I mean, I think I think the Bills tried, and um, I think defensively they could have been better. Um, but they were playing against against such a talented offense, you know. And um, I think the Kansas City offense was a little bit too much for them. Um, the Kansas City defense. Apparently confused um, Josh Allen. He and he made uncharacteristic, 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 yep. <laughs> mis- 
Thank I got you, you bro. <laughs> Uncharacteristic mistakes. Um, but, you know, I, I'm so proud of the Bills and the story that they've accomplished this year. Um, they made it to the to the AFC Championship. Um, I think that's such a great story. Um, Absolutely. But I, and I, I, I think on the other side of the ball, we also have a beautiful story of Mahomes going back-to-back Super Bowl, which hasn't been done since Tom Brady did it, did it in 2003 and 2004. The goat um, versus the, the the baby goat versus the Billy goat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm excited. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm excited to see those guys going at each other. That's gonna be something. Yeah, it, it is. You know, for, for sure, I'm excited for that matchup. Uh, you know, with this game. Uh, I mean, the Bills got off to a good start. I thought they played well. Uh, you know, right out of the gate, they got out to that nine nothing lead. You know, had a good first couple of possessions. Then I think for some reason I don't know why you know, they would do this against a team like the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, similar to what the Packers, you know, were, were, were just talking about. They got too conservative. Uh, I felt like they played, you know, too conservative um, after those, getting uh, to that lead and they didn't play aggressive and, you know, they, and then try to really extend that lead and really take it to the, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs defense. I thought, you know, you know, Josh Allen had a g- good start and, um, you know, and then and, and did a good job in setting the tone, but, uh, you know, after that nine nothing lead, I, the Kansas City just pretty much took over the game, um, and and they, and they were the dominant team that they they were. They showed that you know they were the better team of of those two teams. You know, than had you know by far you know the, the superior talent. You know, w- with what they have offensively uh, in terms of not only Tyreek Hill and Kelsey, um, who both had huge games. I don't know how you let that happen if you're. The Bills, you got to double one of those guys and, you know, and, and, and at least take away one of them. Um, but, you know, they both, you know, had big days. Uh, even the running back, I thought um, that rookie, um, Edwards Hilaire, or whatever his name is, I thought he played well and uh, did his thing. Um, so it was definitely a good team win for, for the Chiefs. And, you know, and everyone contributed offensively and did did their part. I thought their defense was um, – was pretty good after that, you know, slow start that they had, you know, when they started being more aggressive with the defensive play calling and started, you know, blitzing more and bringing those free runners at Josh Allen and, and really getting him out Bingo. of rhythm and, uh, <laughs> and and really throwing him off his game and, and just yeah. putting him under pressure where he had no time to throw. Um, you know, the Bills offensive line struggled to protect him and the Chiefs, you know, exploited that. Um, I think, you know, Steve Spagnola, the defensive coordinator of the, the Chiefs had a had a great game plan and uh, and the Chiefs defense executed it well um, for, for sure so I think you know the you know the, the Chiefs are by far the best team in the AFC and deserve to be in the Super Bowl and you know and be playing in you know back-to-back Super Bowls um, two years in a row uh, you know been but it's definitely I'm still impressed with what the Bills have done this year. Uh, no one thought they'd make it this far to the AFC Championship game and put themselves in position. I thought they could. Right, we thought they couldn't. It was a possibility. I thought they could last year. I'm not so sure about that. No, no, no. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, like, I thought that they could, you know, make it here last year, just seeing their progression. You know what I'm saying? Coming from last year, because they were a handful last year to play us. Yeah, no, you're right. No no question. Uh, you know, they played, you know, the Patriots tough. And then they even, uh, you know, had that 
I thought they played okay in that playoff game last year against the Texans, but unfortunately they just came up short and lost in a, in overtime. But I think that definitely, you know, fueled them and uh, gave them more motivation to get better. And particularly Josh Allen, he took, you know, he grew in so much and matured so much from uh, a year ago. It's night and day. Like this guy's legit an elite quarterback and a Absolutely. top five quarterback in this game before you can even say that he was a top 10 quarterback. Uh, but now he's among the best in the league and, you know, he's still young and he's only going to get better from here. Uh, you know, definitely adding Stephon Diggs was a huge part to his success. But I think Josh Allen is, even though he had a tough game yesterday, he's come a long way. And I think with, you know, and they're also their coach is very good as well. Uh, McDermott, he's he's a pretty good coach and has definitely changed the culture. Yeah, for um, sure. You know, it, with, with the Bills. So uh, de- definitely uh, the Bills are... Should be proud of their team. I'm sure they are Bills Mafia, the rest of the Bills fans. And, you know, de- definitely I'm impressed with what I have saw. And I think the Bills definitely will, you know, continue to get better and wouldn't be surprised if they're back here in the same uh, game, in the same position for next year. Uh, but definitely congrats to the Chiefs on going to the if, – well, winning the, if the, the Super Bowl, man. Going to the Super Bowl, yeah. Facts, man. I'm, I, I always like to see, like, a closer game than that in the, in the, in the playoffs. You know, because I'm used to all the close games we've had here over the years. You know, you're in your seat, you're sweating, you know, the, the armpits sweaty, all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? You're screaming at the TV, you know, at the rest making stupid calls. Um, that's I know, how I like I to watch that. football. I miss that feeling. Exactly. I, mean, yeah. I really do, man. Like, I like to be at the edge of my seat. I like to, I like the game as close as possible, even, even if my team's in it. Like, I don't want to see us go in there and just – I mean, it's always nice to see, you know, just killing another team. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Them. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. But, like, as a sports fan, you know, I want to see, like, a game. You know what I'm saying? And we we didn't like really get that, you know. Exactly. Um, the Bills did start off fast, but, you know, that was due to that first turn- turnover by McCole Hardman. You know, he yeah. fumbled in the red zone, and all they had to mm-hmm. do was punch that in. You know what I'm saying? So they got up 9 to, nine to a zip, you know, in the first quarter and stuff, and they were rolling. But – you know, we see what the game is. The game of NFL is a game of adjustments, right? And we saw the we saw Kansas City adjust, and the Bills didn't. You know what I'm saying? Like, Kansas City started blitzing Josh Allen left and right. You know, they were kind of like Blitzburg, you know. But For real. we saw, you know, what Josh Allen, he's developing into, right? Usually quarterbacks have a really hard time dealing with the blitz in the beginning of their career. But when, you know, when you get – to a later part of your career, blitzing is really not a good idea because if you blitz Tom Brady like that, he's going to pick you apart. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? Absolutely. He knows where the blitz is coming from, and he knows if you're going to blitz, there's going to be guys that are open, and there's nobody that's making quicker decisions than him. Patrick Mahomes, he does the same shit. You blitz him, it's it's a problem. You know, those guys, a lot of zones. You know what I'm saying? For, for you to have any success against them, you gotta you got to have a lot of zones, and, you know, guys got to get physical and stuff like that. And, um, you know, Josh Allen, he's not there yet. You know, he's really, really good. I think the next stage of his career is, like, learning how to deal with these blitzes um, and learning where they're coming from. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's seen a lot of coverages. Good thing for them, you know, what I, from what I've heard, Josh Allen, he's like a student in the game, and he works on it. And it he, it's important to him. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, don't, I don't doubt he's going to get better. You know, um, Josh Allen might be the best quarterback in the AFC for a long time coming. You know what I'm saying? If we don't get if, – if the Patriots don't get who, – who else are you thinking? In the AFC East. 
Oh, the AFC. I thought I was about to say we begin no, by no, not, not Mahomes. Not, yeah, not, yeah. Mahomes, not Mahomes. I meant the AFC East. He's going to be the best no, quarterback no, no, in the no, AFC East. No, that, that's a much better what happened, point. What happens if Deshaun Watson comes to the AFC East? That's true. That's another thing could happen. <sighs> then he definitely has more competition for sure. Lord, if Deshaun Watson comes here, first of all, it depends on who he would go to. Because if he goes to the Jets, they don't have any weapons just like us. You know, they they're going to have to. Good receivers, but he's but Deshaun Watson. He's Deshaun Watson. You know, even with the team he had this year, he led the league in passing yards. So, you know what? It, I, it's safe to say Deshaun, like, if you put Deshaun Watson on the Chiefs, it's like, I don't know if there's much of a drop off from him and Patrick Mahomes. You know what I'm saying? Like, with the weapons that he has around him, you know, I think you could argue that he could do, you know, just about as much as Patrick Mahomes could in that offense if he's in there. You know, with, with Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, you know, Edwards Hilaire, um, Coleman, all them guys, man. That, it would be crazy. Um, but Josh Allen's for sure to be the best quarterback in the AFC is for a long time coming if he keeps on this trajectory and if he keeps developing at the pace that he is because he's a young pup in this thing and he's already there, man. And um, one thing I really love seeing was uh, Stephon Diggs, man, just watching the ceremony at the end there, you know. Oh, um, yeah, I've seen that. You posted that on the – um, pro fan sports IG. I, right, I pro that. fans yeah. underscore sports. Follow us, but um, yeah. I love seeing stuff like that because you you know you see how hungry he is, man. And I think next year, man, watch out. The league needs to watch out. If they get a couple more pieces, they get a nice running game. Uh, the Bills they work on their defense a little bit because that's you know that's what let them down pretty much throughout the game. Um, I think they can be a really hard team to handle um in any given situation. So. Um, yeah, I'd probably say they need another receiver, too, because I like Diggs and Beasley, but they need, like, a third guy. They, they need well. a number two receiver is what, what they need. Cause, right, because you know. Beasley's more of a third receiver since right. he's a slot guy. No, right. no, no, no doubt. Um, so, no. But what if um the Jets draft um, Trevor Lawrence? That's another guy that could be, if he pans out, could, could, you know, could be a he's, really he's a, he's a He's a rookie, so we'll have to see. You know what I'm saying? Like, nothing's given in this league. You know, we'll, we'll just have to see what happens. Justin Herbert wasn't the number one pick, and he's, what, the Offensive Rookie of the Year? Right, you know what right. I'm saying? So no, we'll have no. to see um, how how he does in the league. But um, Super Bowl, what, that's February 7th? Yeah. Yes, sir. February yeah, 7th, right. Tampa Bay versus Buccaneers. Um, I mean, <laughs> I said Tampa Bay versus Buccaneers. Tampa Bay versus Kansas <laughs> City Chiefs. Um, oh. Tom Brady's 10th Super Bowl. Tampa Bay's first team to have, you know, to play in their own stadium. Brady versus Mahomes, another time. You know what I'm saying? We Number know those games time. are, you know, really, really um, – they're really competitive, man. Those games are usually really competitive. I just think you it's know. so funny that, you know, Tom Brady started with, you know, the, the game that you wanted to watch was Tom Brady versus Peyton Manning. Yes. But Tom Brady, yeah, yeah. Tom, Brady's, oh, yeah. Tom Brady's been in the league so long, so <laughs> freaking long that now – the, the the young kid coming in is the young kid that's facing Tom Brady, and that's the game you want to watch now. Like it's it's, it's literally it's literally the old face of the league versus the new face of the league. The old face still being part of the face of the league too. It's like yeah. Yeah. this dude. Yeah, he's for real. he's unbelievable, man. He's unbelievable. You know. Um. But you know, in the coming weeks, we'll talk. We'll break down the game, and you know, give you guys our prediction. We'll delve into matchups, uh, situations, coaches, all that stuff, you know, the whole nine um, before the game starts. But get ready for the Super Bowl. Looking forward to it. Get ready for the Super Bowl, man. It's going to be a great one, guys. I can't wait. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, Let's get into actually some Patriots news because they actually had some news this week, you know, even though they're in the offseason. 
Josh McDaniel, he did not get a head coaching job. I didn't think he was in the first place because, you know, ever since he uh, left the, the Colts after he signed, I didn't think he was going to get a, another shot. I thought he might get that Eagles job because they apparently interviewed him multiple times and he was legit one of those days there all day until like 9 uh, p.m. Uh, but, you know, they decided to go a different route. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was his best bet was the, the Eagles job. After he didn't get the Eagles job, I knew that he wasn't going to get any other jobs out there. Right. Um, other Patriots news, Matt Patricia, who was fired from the Detroit Lions um, after three years of head coaching duty. Um, he is now back with the Patriots. He's going to be on the coaching staff. Uh, his role is not specified, but he's going to be working with the team in multiple capacities. Um you know, I, I hear a lot of people, you know, no, 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 no. But I think it's a good move, you know, because that's an experienced coach in the league that's worked with the Patriots. And, I mean, he's not a head coach, you know what I'm saying? I didn't think he was a bad assistant coach when he was here, even though his defenses weren't that great. The, the bend don't break stuff, yeah, I don't like I that know. shit oh, at all, me you know. Oh, man. But I think it's good for the Patriots to get experience into the building and not having to go, you know, uh, hire outside of their organization you know, and break somebody in that does that doesn't know, you know, the Patriot way and stuff like that. And um, you know, I think I think it's a good thing because every year you see they take our coaches. Gerard Mayo was was you know, he was interviewing. Josh McDaniel was interviewing. So the the NFL literally signs our coaches every year, but they talk shit about the team every single year. So Facts. you know, they know what they're doing. Yeah, All right, um, more Lions news actually. Uh, affiliate of the Lions, um, Matthew Stafford, long starter. In Detroit, um, him and the Lions have agreed that they will be parting ways, um, you know, because the Lions, like I said in a couple episodes before, they're looking to blow that thing up. And Matthew Stafford could be had, right? And I remember I talked to you guys about that was my pick of a free agency that should come in or, or somebody that we could get in a building if they decide to blow it up. Um, but I wanted to, you know, ask you guys, how, like, should the pitches go? You know, after Stafford, um, and how much assets should the Patriots allocate to him? You know, how much would you give up for him? Because the Lions are talking about they're going to ask for at least a first-round pick. You know, they're not going to specify. I'm not saying number one, but that's they're going to ask for at least a first-round pick, right? Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? I mean, anything is better than what we have now. Um, Matthew Stafford, you know, I'm sure he still has another five years. He's 33. He's- He's a guy that's been injured a lot, though, um, so I'm I'm a little worried about that. But um, but you know he has probably another five years in the league, so he could be a good transitional quarterback to what you know whatever future hold. Um, and he's somebody that can definitely get us in you know playoff contention. Not not to be in the playoffs for sure, but definitely get us to compete to be in the playoffs. Um, so I'll be I'll be I'll, you know after the year that we had at quarterback, it's almost it's almost like we are beggars and we can't be choosers and we'll take almost anybody. <laughs> we can't. Um, <laughs> not, like you, you said it. Bill, Bill no, Belichick fucked us. I'm not a fan of Stafford. I'm, I'm really, I'm telling you that right now. I'm not a fan okay. of Stafford. But should, will I take him over what we have now? Yeah. No, no, no. I think, would you, would you trade the, the 15th overall pick? You know, um, you know, I think we, I think, you, we will have to. If we need to get him, that's what we'll have to do. I personally just don't like him. Mm. Yeah, I say bring him here. Pick him up. That, 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 that's what I want to see the Patriots go for and, and make a move and, and, and an offer for, for Matt Stafford. 
uh, for him to be the next quarterback here um, if they do have that opportunity. Uh, I certainly think this guy can still play. You know, he puts up good numbers every, every year, even though a lot of people, you know, don't really watch him play and watch Lions play. I don't watch him much, but you know, I'm big into the fantasy. And, you know, and you know, usually for one of my leagues, I always have him as uh, one of my quarterbacks because I know he puts up uh, really good numbers. A lot of numbers, man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If those yards, you know, they, um, you know, throws for a good amount of touchdowns and, you know, in completion. So, I mean, he can still play. It's just unfortunate that, you know, he's been, you know, not really looked at by not a lot of people just because Lions haven't won shit uh, and, and haven't been, you know, to the playoffs in a while. So, I think, you know, a lot of people think, oh, he's not that good because he doesn't win and make the playoffs. No, it's because the team around him sucks. Organization sucks. It sucks and lousy. I swear, that organization, John, that's the worst organization in professional sports, One hands down. For or sure. Definitely at the top of the list without question. So I don't blame him for wanting to get out of there. Don't waste the rest of your career there. You still, like you said, have a few years left that um you can still play. 33 is still, um you know, in the prime and, and, and it's still a good... That's your prime. Yeah, exactly. For a quarterback, you, you you still could, you know what I'm saying, have some good um some some good years in you. So, and I think he's not done. I think if the Patriots have to give up that fifteenth, uh, you know, overall pick that they have, they should do that in a heartbeat without any hesitation. That they that that's something they shouldn't even think twice about. Uh, I'm just wondering how that relationship's gonna be with him and Matt Patricia. Even though Matt Patricia just said he ain't the head coach. Coach, right, right. That's Belichick. Go somewhere, stuff. buddy. But I don't know if, uh, if Patricia's going to talk down uh, uh, to Belichick about him since he didn't really do that well with, you know, with, with Patricia then the three years that he was as uh, the coach there. So maybe Patricia said, no, don't pick this guy up. I don't, I don't think, you know, you can, you know, he'll be a good quarterback for us or whatever. I hope that doesn't happen. Uh, but I certainly think the Patriots should uh, get this guy um, if they have the chance to do so and give up whatever draft picks. I think they're going to have to give up multiple picks. So um, so I think, yeah, I think not, not only that first rounder, but it'll probably be maybe like a third rounder or something or like or, or at least another pick in there. So if they have to do that, then, you know, they, they should definitely get it done without question. Belichick right, so is not, not going to listen to Patricia. Who the hell is Patricia? No, I mean, That's his boy. No, that's no, why no. He brought him back listen, and listen. Yeah, that's his that's his boy, but he's not gonna take he's gonna be like, yeah, but this is the Patriots. Like we treat players differently. We put right. players in position to win. To succeed. All right. If, he, if Belichick um, if Belichick and McDaniels want him, they do not get him. Listen, no, Bill Belichick with that. should want him. Like you have no choice. You know, Bill, if you watch this show, which I know he doesn't, he doesn't watch this show. Okay. Bill, if you're watching this show, sign Matthew Stafford, okay? The only other person that, that could possibly become available is like a uh what's his name? Um Matt Ryan, you know, if they decide to blow it up over there, but that would I think that would be stupid because Well Jimmy like, G. What do you got? Jimmy G's like no. <laughs> Listen, listen. Let me let me tell you something, okay? Matthew Stafford has the most yards of any quarterback that never that hasn't been in the playoffs, okay? The dude, he has the best um completion percentage of passes over 50 yards in the league. You know who's second? Who? Aaron Rodgers. Oh, really? You know what I'm saying? Wow. 
The guy... <laughs> his numbers are that big time. Wow. Yo, his numbers are big time. You do not hear about Matthew Stafford. This dude had four, over 4,000 yards this year, 26 touchdowns, and 10 interceptions. So he's not throwing many interceptions either. And, you know, I, I get Vlad, you know, the injury stuff. He actually hasn't been injured in a few years now. You know what I'm saying? This year, he was actually on, on the injured list, but that was like to the COVID-19 Because of COVID, right, right. But ever since his first few years in this league, he's been a healthy player and balling out every single year yards-wise. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy that the Lions have not won more than 13 games in the last, <laughs> in the last um, three years. Yep, which is yeah, like correct. It's it's freaking amazing, you know. Um, if yeah, we get Matthew Stafford, bro, like you'll you'll be surprised how much shit changes here. You know what I'm saying? As far as like our players' performance, you mean um, you mean there's gonna be a quarterback that's able to throw? Exactly, bro. Exactly, The bar is set pretty low. The bar is pretty low now, right? Like, but that's true. Don't sleep on Matthew Stafford, man. Like, even Aaron Rodgers will tell you that dude is underrated. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've heard him on, on Pat McAfee's show. They're like, yo, a guy people never talk about is Matthew Stafford. Um, as far as, like, the the assets, listen, if it's just going to take the 15th pick and that's it, do it. You have a proven <laughs> exactly. quarterback. That's a no-brainer. You have a proven no quarterback. Brainer. If it's a first and, like, a fourth, bro, do it. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Like, you have, like you said, he's in his prime. He's 33. He's still throwing the ball at a high clip, you know. Yep. We have a good uh-huh. offensive line. We have the cap space to actually bring him on. You know what I'm saying? There's other teams that, that could go after him, like the Colts, who, who have a better cap space than us. Um, but then, you know, um, I, I'm, I'm losing my train of thought. But well, no, the we, Colts we definitely... don't have better cap space. We have the second most cap space in the we league this... behind the Jaguars. Right, right, right. But they have enough cap space, too. But what I was going to say is their draft, because the Lions are looking for draft capital. We have uh, number so they have fifteen. More draft picks than us. Uh-huh. We no no. Okay. They do not have more draft picks than us. They they draft like number twenty one. We draft fifteen. So we have that above them. But their uh-huh. cap space is good enough for for them to actually sign him. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Pick him up. And okay. it would be a good situation for him to go to because they're a dome team and they're up and coming and they actually need a quarterback like really really bad, which we do too. Um, but yep, they actually Phillip have Rivers nobody because yep. Philip Rivers retired. Brissett is a free agent, so they literally have nobody right now. You know what I'm saying? So they might make a really hard push, but I think um, you know the assets that the Patriots have would be better for the Lions if they're going to you know rebuild. You know, 15th pick and then you know a third or fourth pick. Fourth rounder, right, right. Bill Belichick needs to do everything he can to get that quarterback in this building. You know, yes. um, it's either that or you have to pick a quarterback. You know, you, you either have to move up and make sure you, you secure a quarterback. You know what I'm saying? There's no way around that. Right, right. You know? But Absolutely. Matthew Stafford would definitely do us really, really well. Um, yeah, I'd love to see him here. Bring him here, please, Bill. Bring him here. Right. Um, another NFL news. The NFL is allocating 7,000 Super Bowl tickets to uh, healthcare workers. Um, so that's pretty cool. So yeah, it's awesome. these health awesome. These healthcare workers are actually the ones that have taken the vaccine. So if you've taken a wow. vaccine, yeah, wow. you have a chance, That's cool. you know, to go into the stadium um, and watch the game. Well, it's the Super Bowl. Wow, that's awesome. Good for them. Right. And lastly, about the NFL, Deshaun Watson, which we talked about before, he would like to go to the New – he prefers to go to the New York Jets and Miami Dolphins. So things will get tricky. Um, NFL free agency is not until March. And, you know, as we get closer to that, we'll talk more about free agents and who's available and what the Patriots should be looking at. Um, but, you know – we got to be looking at these things now. 
You know what I'm saying? If you're the Patriots, you need to do what you got to do. Uh, let's Absolutely. move into the NBA, man. Um, yep. So in some NBA slash Celtics news, um, Peyton Pritchard, he suffered a grade one MCL sprain. That was that looked like it hurt him, man. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I was watching the game. To watch. That right, looked really – yeah. That was horrible. Yeah. Um, Brooklyn Nets lost back-to-back games to the Cavs. So that was notable. That happened. Uh, Steph Curry passed Reggie Miller to become second three-point shooter of all time behind Ray Allen. And, you know, before you know it, Ray Allen's record is going to come down, too, because that guy, he's uh, he's on a furious pace. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The greatest three-point shooter of all time. So, And he hasn't well even passed. He, has, he doesn't even have the most, and we know that already. So, you know, and um, Kyrie, you know, we love talking about Kyrie on this show. Sure do. You know, you know how much we're a fan of Kyrie. Um, so he's back. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't been paying attention, he's back. Um, you know, and he had he had some explanations for why he skipped out on the team. And you know, we're not going to tell you everything he he said, but basically, he said a lot of family and personal stuff going on. So I just wanted to leave it at that. I'm back. I'm happy to be back. We got some great pieces, and we move on. And I let my actions, my game speak for itself, like I planned on doing. Um, I just needed a pause. So, you know, a lot of people are calling this a mental health break. Um, We don't know what was going on with his family. Um, But he's back. Nevertheless, you know, they lost a lot of players to bring in James Harden. So we saw James Harden, Kevin Durant, and um, Kyrie Irving playing. But they haven't been playing the best. They did win against Miami. um, But Miami hasn't been playing the best either all year. You know, so it is what it is. I just don't think they're playing defense. Who, Miami? Um, the no, Nets. the Nets. Well, they're not playing defense, and um, Kyrie's taking close to 30 shots. <laughs> More shots than KD. So, you know, <laughs> a, a lot a lot was talked about, you know, will these guys be able to sacrifice, you know what I'm saying? What I'm seeing is with, with, with the Nets is that <laughs> Kyrie came back, and he's like, yo, I'm not going to be the third, the third option. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because he's been, like, chucking up everything. He's been gunning. He's gunning. been, no. He, yes. he had 38 points the first game, 37 points the second game, lost both of them. You know what I'm yep. saying? Uh-huh. Like the first game, James Harden didn't even shoot the ball really until like the second quarter. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I get it. You're James Harden. You know, Kyrie was on this team first. You know, you don't want to like, you know, rub him the wrong way. So you, we know Harden can cook, you know, at any time of he course. wants. You know yep. what I'm saying? He can be crazy efficient at times when he's actually really cooking, you know. Um, uh-huh. But it just seems like, Kyrie just came on. He's like, listen, I'm not playing third fiddle. I'm taking every shot I can. I play off ball now, so I don't need to, you know, try and get assist or anything like that. I'm just going to chop, chop, you know what I'm saying? Chalk up the shots. So I thought Kyrie's been handling the ball, or it's James Harden that's been handling it more. Yeah, no, James Harden is the one that's bringing up the ball. I mean, he leads Uh the league in assists. You know what I'm saying? Like, why would right, you, right. Kyrie? Why leader. would you want the ball? If you know what I'm saying, if if this guy is the league leader in assists and he actually takes the defense with him and makes the correct pass majority right. of the time, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it yeah, makes yeah. no sense to have Kyrie on the ball when you're just gonna dribble, 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 dribble. You know what I'm saying? He's never had that many assists to begin with in his career. So you know, it just makes more sense to have Harden handle the ball and play Kyrie off ball like a shooting guard. But then it's become a problem. Yeah, because then Kyrie wants to become Kobe, <laughs> and like you said, and, and it's, it's and it's gonna gonna be gunning and uh, freaking yeah with, with with the score first mentality. And you're right; that certainly hurt them uh, without question. And Kevin Durant's not getting the shots that he should be getting. That's another thing. Is that why is Kevin Durant not getting 
the shots that he needs to be shooting. He should be Listen. getting the most shots on the exactly. team every single night. The most efficient guy on the team should take the most shots, okay? Kevin Durant's never had that alpha mentality, though. We saw it in OKC. That's true. We saw it in, you know, um, Golden State, and now we're seeing it in the Nets. Like, he he doesn't mind, like, falling back and letting a guy handle the rock. And he's so efficient. Like, he doesn't even need to do – all he has to do is blink and score 30 points. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like the guy shits a bucket. Like he said. <laughs> like real. he said, I'm Kevin Durant. I'm Dude, I'm Kevin Durant. Literally one of the best um, one of the best interviews I've watched. Seriously. Like, and no, he's not real. joking. Like, bro, you're literally right. talking to Kevin Durant. Bro, I'm and, like, Kevin Durant. You know why I am. You know why I am. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. like, I that. Need, that was awesome. What's understood don't need to be explained. You know, I'm Kevin Durant. You know what I mean? Yeah, I might yeah. have burner accounts. I'm still Kevin. <laughs> you know I mean? Right, like give me the damn ball. Put the ball in my hands. Hey, nevertheless, man, the Nets are number five in the East right now. You know, so then they're uh, in the standings. You know, um, and you know they're they're gonna come. And actually, news came out that they're trying to trade for Javale McGee and um, Kevin Love from the Cavs. Oh, uh, is that we'll, right? Well, which trying to trade for Javale McGee and Kevin Love? Huh? Which trying to trade for the, the Nets? Nets? With what? 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 Else, who, what else? who are they gonna trade? Exactly, they're gonna give up. <laughs> you you guys gave team. up. Exactly. So it's like, I, <laughs> now you gonna go? Assets. Exactly. Why did you let players. Jared Allen go? If you're gonna ask for J- Javel McGee, I'd rather have Jared Allen over Javel McGee any day of the week. Absolutely. Well, Absolutely. They're probably Without gonna question. send. They're probably gonna send their 2050 first round pick, 2060 first round pick. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> you guys know. Um, Oh, God, um, that's a good one. Kyrie, KD, and Kevin Durant played 50 minutes in the games that they lost. You mean Kyrie, KD, and Harden? And Harden. Wow, they, all played 50 minutes. The, the, the game the that went overtime, they played 50 minutes. That hasn't happened to them. That's never happened to them. You know what I'm saying? So what that tells you Ooh, is that you don't have a crazy. bench. You don't have a bench. So your starters have to play majority of the game. Yeah. And now you want right. to trade – like. You're going backwards. You traded these guys to the Cavs. Now you want people back from the Cavs? Like, I don't know. You have you already have JaVel McGee over there. No, not JaVel McGee. DeAndre, DeAndre Jordan. Jordan. Yeah. Who else they got over there? For big men? Yeah, that's it. That's pretty much it. That's yeah. <laughs> They got Jeff Green. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Jeff, Jeff Green. Green. He's that guy. <sighs> but, um, was, hey, man, good, good luck to the Nets, man. Let's talk about the Celtics a little bit. Um, you know, since the last time we spoke on the show, the Celtics had three games. Uh, they played the 76ers twice and they played the Cavs one time. Um, you know, the first two games were against, uh, you know, the 76ers. The 76ers beat them 117-109 the first game and then 122-110 the second game. Um, and then we saw the Celtics face the Cavaliers on um, Sunday. Sunday, and they won 141-103. to 103. So the, the, the Nets lose to the Cavs two times and then they come over to us and we beat them by like 30 points. So that was cool. That's crazy. Um, Jalen Brown scored 33 minutes in under 20. I mean, 33 points, points in, under th- in under 20 minutes. You know, crazy. the fastest to do that in the shot clock, clock era, which is absolutely crazy. That's and, absurd. you know, Jalen Brown, um, in all those three games, he scored 26, 42, and 33. Like the guy, he's an all-star, okay? He's an all-star. Please don't do him like y'all did Bradley Bill last year. The guy deserves it, man. You know, like, he should be one of the most improved players of the year, too. Like, if not the most improved player of the year. 
You know what I'm saying? And maybe I'm being biased. I don't know who. Actually, that kid Boucher from um, Toronto, he's actually doing some things too. You guys don't know as who that is. As much as JB, though? No, no. As far as, like, improvement, coming from the year he had last year to this year, like, he's made a drastic He's lead. made a big jump, too. You know what I'm saying? But the way Jalen Brown is playing, bro, it's, it's, it's crazy. But um, with the games that we lost, Brad Stevens actually came out and actually criticized the team a little bit, you know, and he was stern about it. Um, and his quote, we're not, we're not going to win a game with a group that we have given, given up 122 points. Until we're really committed to defending, I just don't see us being sustainably competitive. And <laughs> that may be like one of the harshest critics we've heard from Bad Stevens the whole time he's been here. And um, I think he definitely needs to grow some balls and start calling out his team a lot more, you know what I mean, publicly and privately. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, you just have to in this league, you know, to get to get response out of, out of guys sometimes because – we came back and we played, who did we play? Orlando. And we smashed them. And then it looked like for the next four games, we didn't know how to play basketball no more against against uh, the, the Knicks, Knicks we lost, 76ers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It looked like for three games, it looked like we didn't know how to play basketball no more. So, um, you, I mean, I definitely agreed with um, everything Brad Stevens was saying. Um, what, what were your thoughts on the games that you saw? Um, you know, the, the first game against the 76ers, we were winning that game. They yep. were winning that game late in the fourth quarter. And we let that... You know, it was another session of the Celtics giving up a lead. That, yep. That's what I saw. Um, and the Sixers were impressive, actually. Joel Embiid's been really impressive. I think um, I think um, the coach... Um, it looks the, like he has Doug, better Doug, cardio. Doc Rivers is um, motivating him. And mm-hmm. he's been aggressive. He's been staying in the game. He's been engaged. He's taking um, the challenge. He's taking... Yeah, yeah. And he's the one that actually won those games. Those games yep. in the Celtics, he played really uh-huh. well. And Dropped was, 42 on us the first he was, game. He was a different. He had uh, on us. He had 38. He had 42 he, points the, the other game, too. Oh, he, he did the second one, it must have been? Yeah, it probably was the second one, because I know the first one, he had 38. So, shoot, yeah, he was freaking dropping buckets. Yeah, he's been very impressive, and we just couldn't stop him. Um, but the Celtics, the Celtics just, they haven't been playing defense, and they haven't been able to sustain the leads that they have. Um, you know, and... I didn't get to watch the Cavs game. I don't know what you guys saw in there, but I'm sure the Cavs came off multiple, you know, um, victories, emotional victories against the Nets, um, and they just couldn't do it against us. But um, but the Celtics haven't been looking good. We we definitely need Jason Tatum back, but Jason Tatum is not gonna solve all the defensive uh, mishaps that we are having. Yeah, no, without a question, I think you know th- this team, you know, is. You know they're struggling right now to, like, like he said, to find their defensive identity. I think offensively they're doing okay. Um, you know they're they're riding the hot hand of you know Jalen Brown, which is what exactly they should be doing, uh, particularly without um, JT Jason Tatum uh, still being out. Uh, and you know Timber Walker also looks good and has been moving better and, and playing. Uh, been playing better, well as of late. But now that they've been giving him more minutes, and uh, you know, and he's kind of getting closer to being off the minutes restriction. But I, I'm not just what I'm seeing is that they're just like you said, not playing with that energy and intensity um, on in that effort on defensively, and they're not doing it consistently uh, like they've shown in the past. Because when they you know showed that in the past, and they've uh, had attention to detail and the effort and constant, uh, you know, energy on defense. They've shown they can play with anybody 
and uh, you know and, and beat any team in in the league. But you're right. If you know the way they're playing defense, they're not going to be anybody in, in in this league, especially the Sixers, who are you know a very talented uh, you know team. You know that you know is certainly get continuing to get better and improve, right? And Bede's you know improved a lot this year. I think also Simmons is you know playing well and, and getting better and improving. Um, as well, and he, I thought, played well in those games against the um, the Celtics, you know, and I thought the guys around them contributed and, uh, you know, and then took advantage of their opportunities when they had them. So I think, you know, w- with the Celtics, right, Stevens just needs to get on them more. Like you said, Johnny, I get that's not his coaching style, but at some point in time, like, you you know, they got a light of fire under these guys and, you know, let that's them a fact. know. <laughs> and let them know that, hey, like, if you guys aren't going to play defense and aren't going to bring it on that end of the floor, then you're not going to be playing. Then you're right, play Tremont Waters. And you're going to be watching the guys that do play hard right. and that do play defense and that do compete um, consistently on that end of the floor. So <laughs> pull, a, pull a Greg Popovich, you know what I'm saying? All the starters. Get your ass on the bench. <laughs> like, yo, I love when he does that oh, shit. Man. I absolutely oh, yeah, love when hilarious. he does that. You guys, all right, you guys are fucking up. You, everybody on the bench, okay? Yeah, just all, sit your ass down. Right, right. Come on, all right. Brad, Brad, Simmons been, Brad Simmons been doing that sometimes, though. It rarely. Rarely takes out. The I, whole I think whole maybe he's done that a couple of times. He doesn't take out the whole starting lineup, but the guys that are not playing hard. Like I remember the first game that um, Peyton Pritchard came in. That's what mm-hmm. happened. That's what mm-hmm. happened. The guys weren't playing hard, and then I forgot who he pulled off. I think it was Justin Tatum that he pulled off. And then he put prayer and preacher. Then mm-hmm. he's done that. He, he might not do that um, as much as Popovich, but he definitely does that. Yeah, I, I want to see it more. You know what I'm saying? Right, I mean, with that right, said, me too. Exactly. exactly. With that said, um, the Celtics are actually still in the third place seating in the East right now. So it's the uh, it's 76ers. Uh, they're 12 and five. Uh, the Bucks 10 and six, and then uh, Celtics nine and six. Pacers close behind with nine and seven, and then it's the Nets at five, ten, and eight. So. Um, we're still, you know, in this thing. We have Jason Tatum coming back, you know, from the coronavirus NBA protocol situation. So we'll get, you know, our number one scorer back in the, yeah, in he's the league. coming back tonight. That's right. You know, um, but definitely what I saw was, you know, the defense, man. You know, we, we actually ranked 29th in the league right now in defensive, in defensive rating, and that's not good. That's not like a Brad Stevens team, you know, ever, you know, um, it's one of those instances you can say you miss somebody like uh, uh, Gordon Hayward who was out there helping out on the defense too, you know. Um, and speaking of him, he's dropping a lot. He's dropping – what, he dropped 39 last night. And, and hit the um, game winner. And yeah. hit the game yeah. winner too, um, which is I like, what, what the fuck? I know, what? I know nobody by that name. I don't know who you guys are talking about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Listen, he's been playing – He's been playing so well this year. The Hornets are the 11th seed, so that's that's cool. <laughs> <Right>. um, <laughs> I don't know who that. I don't know who that is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yo, that's <laughs> oh, like Gordon. Who? Like who? who that? <laughs> yo, but he, he should because he's been on him, you know, ever since we started the podcast. So he has he has a right to talk all this shit he no, wants. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm like, No, for sure, no doubt. I'm not listen, surprised he said it. At all. We were over here, you know, trying to be nice for. for for going anywhere, and, and Vlad was like, "Fuck that guy." <laughs> He's dead to me. Vlad Gordon Hayward's dead to you, pretty much. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Yeah, yeah, ne- ne- never heard of him. Never heard of him. 
Oh, you man. Know, um, I just wanted to ask real quick, guys. I know we've been talking about how the Celtics have been struggling on defense. What do you think they need to do? Like, what do you, particularly Brad Stevens, what do you think he needs to do in order to help them, you know, play better, you know, defense and, and be more consistent on that end of the floor? Does he need to play Tom Lord Williams more or Grant Williams more? Or what, what, what do you want to see that? I mean, would help them improve on that end. They need to practice, to be honest with you, because they've been in, you know, the NBA protocol guys are practicing one at a time, you know, with individual coaches. They're not getting that, you know, that one, you know, that team defense. You know what I'm saying? They're not 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 doing that. They're not coming together a lot. They're on Zoom. I think they just need practice. I don't think they need because as we've seen in the past, like this is a very defensively capable team. You know what I'm saying? Like the Celtics are not a bad defensive team. You know, I think it's, it comes down to practice and execution. Um, you know, Tristan Thompson, who's one of our starters at center, he hasn't had much practicing with, with, with the team either. And, you yeah. know, you, you can see that on the, on the court when he's out there, man. And right now he's making us think like, dude, we should have signed Miles Turner, you know, cause Miles Turner, he's like, one of the best defensive players in the league this year. Right. He and he's among the league leaders in blocks too. You know what I'm saying? Already. Dude, this dude has, you know, more blocks than, you know, this girl's ugly girlfriend. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's that, a good one. Like that was a that, good one, bro. right? I like yeah. that. Yes, sir. I, 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 think, I, I think when Jason Tatum comes back, I think it's going to improve the defense because, um, believe it or not, he plays a big part of the defense. And I think he's, he's um, what do you, he's, his length is going to make, but, but I think the whole team needs to, Come down and play better defense, and just play team defense, and be come more, together, man. Be more um, dedicated to the dis- defensive side of the game. Yeah, absolutely, no, absolutely man. Yeah. But like you said, though, man, it's about closing closing games out. And for some reason, we have not learned how to do that. You know, like we that's, can never close games out. You know, unless but, but we're we like have JT on the floor. So I'm gonna it, give them even with JT, bro. Even with JT, <laughs> we don't know how to close the games out because, like. You'll see we, we're up, and then by the third quarter, the end of third quarter, we're like, we were up 20, and now the game's like four points, you know, from being tied. So we definitely need to learn how to close the games out. And I'm glad Jason Tatum's back for sure because, you know, Jalen Brown's been great. He's been doing everything he can to carry the team. Um, you can, Jalen he's Brown can be more than great. He's, listen, be he's, been, he's, been, he's been a superstar, phenomenal. man. He's been a superstar, and he, oh, yeah. he did his Absolutely. thing. Um, but I'm Absolutely. glad to see – I'll be glad to see Jason Tatum back, you know, to form that tandem with him and, and take us, you know, over the top, man. Yeah. Um, but he might be a little rusty since he hasn't played in a while. So I'll probably give him, like, the first few games to shake off the rust before he gets back I think, to I think like just himself. his presence alone, like, makes a difference out there. You know what no, I'm saying? Absolutely. I think just him, you know – just having the ball in his hand and acting like he's about to shoot will make an impact, you know? So, right, um, right. you know, we'll, we'll keep you guys up to date on the Celtics uh, season, you know, as the games go along. I know that we're not breaking down every game. Um, maybe soon we'll start doing some, you know, reactions, you know, some, some short reactions on our YouTube channel. So be ready for that. And again, yeah, man, subscribe, tuned. subscribe, stay tuned. Um, let's move into the MLB. We don't have too, too much news. Uh, but we'll keep you up to date on what's happening with the MLB and the Celtic. I mean, the, the Red Sox. Uh, Red Sox signed Garrett Richards um, to, to a one-year $10 million contract. Uh, the Red Sox signed Kike Hernandez to a two-year $14 million deal. And um, you know what? We should have really said that at the beginning of the show because, you know, this is a guy that commands a lot of respect. He's a legend. You know, he's one of the biggest baseball legends of all time, man. And – a lot of baseball players 
you know, look up to him and want to break his records because he was so great, you know. And, you know, if you don't know, I'm talking about Hank Aaron, you know, just to say rest in peace to him. You know, I know that was one of like Barry Bonds mentors. And, you know, isn't he like related to him? Something like that, right? Uh, he 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 might be. I'm I'm not 100 percent sure, but you know that's possible. Though. Right? They are they were very close, and he did work, you know, with him when Barry Bonds was playing. So they do have a good relationship. Right. Um. Hank, Hank Aaron passed away to um apparently a massive um stroke or something like that. Um. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he died at the age of 86. So um, I know a lot of people actually, because <laughs> Hank Aaron he actually took the coronavirus vaccine. Um, a couple weeks before he passed. So a lot of people oh, really? were speculating, you know, you know, coronavirus, you know, the shot, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, the man's 86, man. You know, you can't even, like, conclude that's the thing. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. Most of us don't make it to that, to that age. That age, right. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah, so, you know, I'd like to say rest in peace to him. I don't know if you guys have any words for him, but, you know, for, I'll speak for the group on Pro Fan Sports. You know, rest in peace to him and condolences to his family. Yeah, just wanted to yeah give him a quick shout out, uh, you know, for being one of the all-time you know greats at one point, the home run king before Barry Bonds broke his uh, you know r- record, and uh, you know, and actually still to this day the um, RBI leader, the on all-time um, runs batted in. So uh, I mean, yeah, he had you know a great and you know outstanding career and was you know a really good person um definitely went through a lot in his playing career in terms of the you know racial tension and the you know social injustice um you know even worse than what it is right now so that, and he was still able to play through that and still be the great player that you know he, he was that he became so definitely big shout out to hank and i'm even surprised we didn't shout him out last week we're talking about the 44s because he's one of the best uh, so 44 right right he's one of the best guys without question where that number that's played professional sports so he definitely deserves time on our podcast um you know salute him you know for that and definitely rest in peace uh hank, hank and we appreciate everything um you did you know for sports and you know and, and for the game or baseball Hank Aaron played for 23 years in baseball, man. It's yes. it's it's amazing, man. You know, absolutely. So rest He's in amazing peace. guy, amazing player. Absolutely. Rest in peace, man. Number yes, 44. Yes. Um, on to the NHL. Um, the Bruins they lost the Islanders, uh, one zip, and then they had another. They had they won the next two games against the Flyers, five four and six one. Um, so, you know, from my understanding, you know, cause I'm not paying too much attention, but I know Barry, you actually watched, watched one of those games where they won, um, with my roommate, you know, um, but I, I hardly pay attention to the Bruins unless it's like playoff time. Cause you know, it's just like these seeding games for me, man. They're not <laughs> it, they're not it, but I do right, keep it, right. keep, you know, um, Barry, did you have any, um, other comments on that? Uh, yeah, just a few. I, I thought, you know, they played a couple games against the Flyers, um, this week in which they won both of those games. Uh, and w- one of them, they came back from a zero, um, you know, deficit in the third period uh, and were able to finally, uh, you know, score some goals and, and get better. Uh, you know, offensively, they've been struggling, you know, offensively in the early part of the season to, you know, get, um, you know, put goals in pucks in the back of the net and get their power play going. But they definitely um, did a much better job of that. Uh, this week, you know, against the Flyers in both games that they won. So I think one of them, they, you know, wanted to shoot out like 5-4 or something like that. And then the other one, they, you know, blew them out legit 6-1 to one and destroyed them. 
um, and were, you know, dominant in that game. So they've been playing well and playing better as of, you know, late. Um, you know, de definitely the goaltending's been good. Uh, and, you know, the play around the goaltender's been uh, getting better. So hopefully they continue that. Uh, you know, moving forward in these uh, upcoming games. Thank you, Barry, for that breakdown. Yeah, no problem. Um, I don't believe we have any uh, soccer updates this week no, for you guys. Um, so we'll go into, uh, you know, one of our favorite segments on the show here, you know, that B-Money Lifestyle Person of the Week. Who you got? So, yes. Uh, thank you, John. I have a couple of people that I wanted to give the B-Money Lifestyle uh, Award to this week. Um, one of them would be uh, you know, Jennifer King, who uh, became the first black, um, you know, female, you know, to you know, be a full-time coach in the NFL. Uh, she's going to be coaching for the Washington football team, you know, Ron Rivera as their head coach. So, you know, I feel like that was, you know, pretty big um, accomplishment and, uh, you know, for, for, for her. And they definitely wanted to commend, you know, her for that, uh, you know, and, I'm glad to see that, you know, women continue to keep, you know, doing, you know, big things and uh, and making moves in the, you know, sports world and, uh, you know, and, and getting, you know, positions that, uh, you know, they're qualified for. So I'm glad that we're starting to see that as a more common trend uh, as of late. So definitely congratulations to, you know, Jennifer uh, King for, you know, on her new position and definitely wish her the best of luck. Uh, you know, with, with her position on the Washington football team. Uh, the other person I wanted to give a quick shout-out to was um, Sarah Thomas, actually going to be the first uh, female referee to officiate a uh, Super Bowl. Um, you know, with the Super Bowl coming up in a couple weeks, she's uh, going to be uh, one of the refs in there for the Super Bowl 55, the Chiefs against right. the Bucks. So I posted they, about that, right? Yeah, you did. On, on, I saw that on uh, Pro On ProFans underscore sports. I, I and yeah, y'all so go follow that. Yeah, I follow yeah, that. that we, we got some good content on there for y'all. So we, I definitely saw that post on there. Uh, and Debbie just wanted to, you know, commend her for, for that and for being the first woman to be a ref in the Super Bowl. That's pretty big and uh, pretty huge. That's the biggest game of the year without question. So for a female to be refereeing, that is, you know, definitely impressive and, uh, you know, and an outstanding uh, achievement without question. So, you know, definitely shout out to both of those ladies um, on, you know, Jennifer King and Sarah Thomas on being of uh, the Beat Money Lifestyle People of the Week. And that's uh, definitely that Be Money Lifestyle. And then real quick, I just wanted to give a couple birthday shout outs to my good friends who had on um, birthdays um, coming up this week. Uh, my good friend, Ricky Mazzella, um, who's college roommate Ricky! Of mine. Yes, yes. My guy, Ricky. That's right. Uh, he's actually a Bills fan too, so and he uh, follows on the on the platforms, pro fans yeah, on the he does. sport. He's, a, he's he does. a big fan of the show, so mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that, that's my guy right there. So he definitely is active on our um, you know platforms without question. And my other friend uh, Chuck Lane, who also went to college with, him, uh, is a good friend of mine uh, as well. He has a birthday coming up too, so and he's been you know following and listening to the episodes as well. Uh, so. They definitely are supporting, you know, the podcast and what we do. And I just wanted to take the time real quick to, you know, both shout them out and say happy birthday to, uh, you know, both of those guys. And, yeah, that's definitely that Be Money lifestyle uh, right there. So thanks again, John, for letting me have that opportunity. Appreciate it. Yo, Barry, man, I got to commend you, you know, for the Be Money lifestyle 
person of the week segment and the way you've taken it, the direction you've been taking it. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. I appreciate it. With the people you've been nominating, um, it's been some real stuff. You know what I'm saying? At first, you know, we started off with this, you know, as like a running joke, you know what I mean? Be money lifestyle. (laughs) But um, I think it's very important to, uh, you know, recognize things like that that are happening with several women that we've had on, you know, the Be Money Lifestyle Person of the Week and, you know, the mm-hmm. thoughts on it, you know, the thought process behind it. So, you know, yep. shout outs to you. You've been doing a really good job with that. Thank um, you, John. I, I appreciate that. I mean, and thanks for letting me have that as a segment of the show. That's definitely my favorite segment and favorite part of the show. I like the whole show overall, but that's definitely a That's your important. baby. That's your right, baby. Exactly. That, that's important to me. That That's like my personal segment that, you know, I definitely take pride in and, and take, uh, you know, seriously and I'm, I'm grateful for it. So I'm, I'm glad that it's been going well and I'm definitely going to continue to keep that going moving forward. Listen, man, we need to get that segment sponsored somehow, you know, and, and, get, I agree. And, get, and, get, and get and get prizes to some people out there, man. But we'll work yes. on that, you know what I'm oh, saying, no moving doubt. forward. Um, but sure. um, as always, if you're still listening, if you're still participating, if you subscribed, if you shared this, we appreciate your support as always. You know, um, thank you for tuning in weekly. Thank you for following us and helping us, you know, achieve our dreams and stuff like that. And, you know, that's going to be it for episode 45 until episode 46. We out, man. Peace. Have a good week, guys. See you next week. Take care, everybody.